Welcome to Heart Talk. I'm your host, writer, educator, and creator, Tracy Michelle. My daughter is loud a lot. (laughs) She dances wildly and sings at the top of her lungs. Just a few days ago, my husband and I were laughing, just laughing (laughs) about her singing Hamilton songs in the shower all loud. It was funny, sure, because eight-year-olds are hilarious. But if you listen closely, you heard the sounds of something else. I heard freedom. I heard, I don't have a care in the world because I am loved. I could hear God and all that noise she was making. And it was beautiful. When we think about what it means to live a contemplative life, to live a life of peace, a life ever in the presence of the spirit, particularly in the midst of utter chaos, like what's going on today with COVID and politics and the pervasive racial injustice and uprisings that we're seeing, um, I think we are often mistaken about what that looks like. We imagine monks and people walking around saying, "Om" in lots of silence, right? And the ability to get silent is certainly a part of the work of peace and contemplation. Yet this singular image of what a contemplative, a peaceful life looks like can be frustrating for the artist or creative or the activist. Our lives are often filled with ideas and noise. We are shouting often, either with our mouths in protest or with the work of our hands. We are standing, creating in the midst of great noise and unrest. To be present with the spirit, to experience inner peace does not mean we have to wall ourselves off or isolate ourselves all the time. Rest is important, yes. But what I'm learning right now is that God can be present in the noise. That my full, robust, loud life is 100% okay. And if I can learn how to create inner stillness in the midst of the noise, then that is the contemplative life for me. Now, it's a journey for real. Even right now, as I'm recording this, um, I, I, I find myself getting frustrated um, because I'm hearing, it seems like all of the noise just happens all at once, right? So the dog starts barking outside and my daughter, again, with her loud self, screams from another room or a helicopter flies above, right? And so I'm learning that I can be still on the inside right? Um, But it is a journey. It's a real journey. Um, It's not easy to sit in the noise and feel utter peace in our minds and our souls and in our bodies. That's a daily exercise in mindfulness and prayer for me. And it helps, particularly as an artist and creator, to have the support. 
That's why I'm super excited and a little nervous about today's Heart Talk guests. I wanted to hear from the partners and spouses of those of us who create, particularly if they don't see themselves as artists in maybe the traditional sense themselves. And when I was thinking about who would I ask to come on the show, I thought, wait a minute. Wait one minute. (laughs) I sleep next to one. Um, And so here we are. In today's episode, I get the privilege of talking to my own partner, husband, William Jiggets. In his own career, Will is a sales executive for a major telecommunications company, as well as a real estate investor. He also very patiently supports all the things, and I do mean all the things, that I do as a writer, as a publisher, podcast host, educator. Um, We have a child together. Yes, the one singing in the shower. And well, let's just dive into our conversation on what it means to be married to an artist creator. Hey, babe. Hey. <laughs> so um, first, I want to say thank you for being on Heart Talk. Um, I know that this is not your thing at all, <laughs> but I want to thank you for taking the time to talk to the people. Okay. So <laughs> you you sound unsure. <laughs> nah, you're welcome. You know. Okay. All right. Um, so as we always... Uh, open here at Heart Talk um, with our standard opening is, how's your heart today? So William Jiggets, how's your heart today? Um, My heart's good. It's, you know, with everything that's going on and we being stuck up in the house, you know, with the (laughs) eight-year-old. Right. (laughs) Two people trying to work and deal with that Mm -hmm. and really can't go anywhere for the summer like we we usually would yeah it's 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 just a little difficult right now yeah um, but, but but i'm okay though i mean we've been doing the best we can yeah i mean it's challenging right like we're used to especially with me being off in the summer going about you know taking vacation in the summer and right. you know not being able to do that um and the eight-year-old which we'll talk about later. <laughs> so I wanted to bring you on the show because um, I talk to a lot of creators. I talk to a lot of artists and writers. I've, you know, two seasons worth of episodes of people. And um, one of the things that I have that has come up briefly, but has not been something that I explored was like, what is it like living with a creator, living with a artist or a writer or someone who's kind of deeply and immersed in a creative work um and so as a partner as a spouse um I thought well what what better way is to bring my own um we've been together for 15 years married for 12 and so you know I, I thought it would be great to talk to you so I guess my first question is really um how different is the reality of living with someone from what you thought it was, you know, when we first got married to what it actually ended up being today. 
Um, you know, when <laughs> you make up these ideas in your mind about, you know, an artist and, you know, and things that you see on TV and, you know, those types of things. So you, you have this idea in your mind that it's, it's going to be kind of this relaxing and this, you know, whole thing. Um, but it's not really exactly like that <laughs> all the time. Um, I, I, I guess I could say that, that there's, you know, there's a lot of challenges with the different things that are going on. I mean, on one end, you know, as far as like the house and the way that things are designed and that whole idea. You mean roles, like gender roles and like who does who does what in the house, that kind of thing? Um, not necessarily gender roles. I'm just looking at it from a perspective of, of the artist, you know, mm-hmm. how you design the house and decorate ah. and different <laughs> ideas that you have that I might not see right. as something that would be something that I would do that way. But mm-hmm. usually it turns out great. Well, let's let's tell the truth now, because we talking about the fact that I am an artist and a DIY person. And so I want to build our couch. I want to build our bed. I want to create. And you're like, uh, can we just go to the snow? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yes, I guess dealing with, you know, my whims in terms of like, oh, no, I see a, I have a vision for the living room. And you're like, no. I just want a nice little, I mean, is that it? Like, Well, no, I mean, yeah, that's some, that's part of it. I mean, the other aspect of the reality of it is like, you know, now uh, in the later years, uh, you know, with uh, different writing projects and, you know, with, uh, you know, with teaching and all the things that are going on, deadlines and things like that, that's like probably the biggest challenging aspect of things now you start realizing if success is going to mean there's going to be a lot of time that you're going to be spending working and trying to hit these deadlines and things like that so there's going to be blocks of time where you're like i'm going to have to do more on my end and you know we us as a family are just going to have to be without you for periods of time you know throughout the weeks so that aspect is something that we just have to deal with and have to just come to terms with. But how do you really feel about that? Like I'm like I'm asking you on the spot. Well, I <laughs> like mean, does it, is it, it does it bother you? Sometimes it does. I mean, but at the like yeah, you get upset. You're you're like ah, oh, you know, and then you you want to get upset and you want to get angry, but at the same time you understand that you know there's there's something that you're trying to accomplish. You, you're on, you're on a mission. You're on purpose, and if 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 I were in your shoes, I would want someone to respond, you know, in a, in a good way, you know. So I I try to be as supportive as possible, even in the midst of me, maybe being mad or angry in the moment, or you know, feeling some kind of way about you know having to do the dishes again, or mm-hmm. you know. But at the end of the day, I think about what you're achieving, what you're accomplishing, and 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 those types of things. And it kind of brings me back in, you know, so we just, I just try to try to see it in a different perspective from a different perspective and try to find balance mm-hmm. uh, in that. And then, and just understanding that that's what it is. Yeah. And I think, I think on my end also, it's, it's also putting forth the effort of having balance, right? Like, so 
um, you know, I can I can readily admit that there are times when I go deep in my work, right, where where I am working to the exclusion of everything else, right? And so in that case, that's problematic, right? So, you know, you're giving balance where, you know, you could be frustrated, but you're choosing not to. I can have balance where, you know what, I have to stop, <laughs> you know, and I have to go tend to my family. I have to spend time. And so I think that's been an ever evolving thing is like trying to balance the work that I'm called to do with the family that I'm called to serve. Right. And, and trying to, um, trying to manage that. So yeah, I get it. Like it, it is. So you talked about being supportive. And one of the things that I've always shared with people is that you have been incredibly supportive of my work. Um, and I know, I know, especially, um, women identified, uh, writers and artists who don't necessarily have the support of their partner or their spouse, right? Like they don't have someone who is championing them or even someone who is um, necessarily saying, you know, I, you know what, let me do this, you know, with the kids so you can have some space to, you know, like they don't necessarily, and you have been phenomenal in um, being a support. And so I just wanted to talk to you about like how, had in what ways or where did you learn to be as supportive as you are? Like, why do you do that? I think it's, I think it's just basically, you know, do unto others. Mm, okay. You know, I always try to look at, I get angry, just like I'm human. So things make me angry and I have my own quirks, my own things that I'm struggling with personally, uh, as far as like, you know, maybe a little selfishness, things like that. And then everybody has those things. But when you really get down to the meat and potatoes of it, you kind of got to look, step outside yourself and think about, okay, what if if the tables were turned? What if I was in a situation where things were progressing or, you know, how would I want someone to respond, you know, in light of that? And then I try to just hold on to that and say, you know what? And, and I'm not perfect at it, but that's where everything kind of goes. At the end of the day, you know, you want to, you want to, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Yeah. So that's what I try to live by in that aspect. And plus you're my wife, you know, I care for you. I love you. I want to see you happy. I want to see you succeed, you know, so adding that on top of that, you know, it's, it's not as difficult, but the day to day, I mean, we're human, you know, right. we're, we're going to get to points where things feel overwhelming. You're going to get to points where, you're tired or you don't feel like doing something. And you know, that, that's just, that's just part of life. But you know, when it all comes down at the end of the day, you know, I want to hold on to those values. You know, I just want to make sure that I'm doing things for someone just like I would want them to do for me. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about the day to day then. Like, so what are some of your biggest challenges? Like you mentioned a couple, right? Like, you know, just sort of my quirks, <laughs> you know, in terms of like, you know, the actual artist in me that wants to design things for the house, or that kind of thing, or, you know, the balance issue. But are there things on the day to day? This is your shot to let the people know <laughs> that are um, that your biggest challenges or frustrations that come with being someone like me, being with someone who's a creative, um, even in terms of like the way I think, you know, the way that I see the world or what I find to be important? 
Um, I I probably probably the one of the, one of the things that really kind of I'm still trying to figure out is probably the fact that anything that we figure that we're gonna throw away or something that I would just normally throw in the trash. No. You will be like, <laughs> don't throw that away. I can use that for something. Like, you gonna use it for what? I may have, I have I have ideas. I might have to use it for something. So we have like a whole pile of things. It's not a pile. <laughs> a lot of stuff. It's that's not. just laying around for you to do a project. Now, granted, you did some. I mean, I I remember there was that table I brought home. Oh yeah, yeah. And you totally like redid it for the fish tank. I was like impressed. And even the, the cable guys came over and saw your coffee table that you made out of the 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 window pane. And they were like, oh, that's nice. And then I was looking at them. And I was like, but, but you do understand. <laughs> <laughs> but, but all in all, that's probably the biggest thing because we said so much stuff. And it's just the, I mean, I'm not the cleanest person in the world, but I, the clutter is just. Uh, yeah. And that probably is the biggest thing. But for you, it's more of a creative idea. It's, it's a creative thing. You're looking at things from a perspective of a creator that you can turn it into something that someone else wouldn't think. And and that's probably where you're wearing on me, where I'm starting to bend and trying to, and, and starting to, like, that's part of what you're, you know, making me into in a sense, where I'm starting to understand that, hey, sometimes these things can turn into something nice and that kind of thing. But ultimately, that's probably one of the biggest, you know, the whole, you know, I want to throw stuff away. <laughs> well, we I'm I'm going to defend myself because we do throw things away, but I do strongly recommend that artists, you know, whether you're like visual artist or, you know, a writer or because I also have a lot of paper, like I get it. I I write and so I have like I save a lot of things that I've written. And so that can be a lot um I'm not a hoarder. I don't think I'm a hoarder, but I think that um that if you need to be that way for your creative mojo or whatever, then you have your own space. If that's possible, if that's accessible to you, if you have the ability, like, so I have an office in the, um, I, I have an office in our home and, um, you know, and so now I have everything organized in my office in terms of like all my papers and all my art and all my, you know, things. And I try to keep everything in that space. It doesn't always work, but uh, <laughs> I try. <laughs> See, you had space. to say the no. <laughs> no, it's nothing in the kitchen. Stop it. And then there's the basement, you know, and then the garage supposed to have that stuff. So now, anyway. <laughs> Um, so I guess, you know, we talk about challenges, but we're like, what are the, some of the benefits, like the joys, like what, what are the things that, you know, you appreciate about being with, living with, being married to a writer or artist? Um, it's probably just pulling me out of my comfort zone. Um, you know, cause I'm, you know, I'm probably living. You know, I try to do the same things all the time and things like that. And you're constantly pulling me out of that and pulling me into trying new things, trying different things. And then, you know, on your journey, sometimes I get to go along and experience different uh, and new things. Like, uh, you know, I remember you were taking me to like, you took me to the show, like the, you know, the, the shows downtown. 
Uh, the Broadway shows. The Broadway plays. Yeah. You know, I know when we went to New York, I had a ball because you just showed me so many different things. So a lot of stuff that I've, I, in places that I've been, you know, I just get a the whole different perspective when I'm with you. So that's very, very, I, I really enjoy that. You, mm. know, like, you know, I really enjoy that stuff. Uh, I remember we went to Aquaba. Like, mm-hmm. I would have never thought to do that. But the, I had such a good time on our anniversary when we did that. We went to the Quaba, and then we went down to the little cafe on the corner in Brooklyn. Yeah. And then we went and then we went to the park, and we just went. She said, let's just go to a show. We just parked the car, walked through the Central Park, and Corsette Michelle was in the, in the park free concert. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. Like, I would have, I'm, I'm just not that type of person to do that kind of stuff just random, you know. So those so so the thing the person that you are and how you do things when we do have time to go out and, you know, be free to to, to plan things, those are the things that really like, you know, on, on that side of thing that stretch me and pull me, you know, on that aspect of things. Hmm. So, so you like being put up put out of your comfort zone. Taking notes. Yeah. And I think the opposite is true, right? Like, I think um, having someone who is steady and a grounding force is good for someone who is a creative, random, you know, uh, deep dislike for routine. Right. Like you're we're very opposite in that way. Like you are absolutely positively a routine person. If you could do the same thing at the same time every single day, you would be in your good space. And to me, I abhor the idea (laughs) of having to do the same thing at the same time every single day. Like it just it like routine. I'm like, it's just I'm allergic to it. And but I think what's important is if you can find balance and we've struggled like real talk like <laughs> we have struggled in this in this journey together um but i think if you can find this balance if you can find you know the space where i can be and you can be and i think we're still trying to figure that out you know then it works if you if one personality type dominates over the other then that's when there's problems. And I'll readily admit that it's probably, you know, my personality type probably dominates. And um, that's not necessarily a good thing because there's a grounding force that you offer. It's the steadiness. Because I can go from zero to 100, you know, in the middle of a project or because I'm stressed out because I got this deadline and that deadline or whatever, um, you know, being having the the entity in the home that can ground and and be steady is absolutely I think important right and so I look for that and I try to draw that out of you because I need that right like otherwise I'm gonna be uh all over the place and you now live with two women artists (laughs) (laughs) so our eight-year-old seems to have um be the creative also a creative like her mommy um she's an artist and a singer and all the things and i encourage that we encourage that in her um but like so now you have a 
a big woman artist and a little woman artist um, going around drawing on the walls. That's that's one thing that she does. <laughs> or, uh, you know, doing all kinds of really kind of random, spontaneous things. So how do you manage that? Like, what what is it about your daughter that um, that maybe you're learning about her because she is an artist but she doesn't I mean like I still I still go get checks right like you know so I, at the end of the day I'm an artist but also like there's a there is a steadiness to the fact that you know I work and blah 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 but you know she's the really big free spirit right in our home and so how do you manage that well that's a that's a work in progress <laughs> um you know it's trying to <laughs> differentiate between her just being an eight-year-old uh and then that aspect of things you know when she's really trying to be creative and things like that um it's it it's fun to watch in a sense i mean there's always going to be frustrating with, with an eight-year-old child because it's just the the, the growing the development yeah and development of her but i you know when she is in some of those spaces you know, as far as well, she gets in her mindset of uh, when she does her film stuff. Like, I'm amazed. Yeah, she's good. That she, and she'll say, Daddy, I need you to take these, I need you to take this video. Uh, okay, action. And then, you know, I'll have the iPad and I'll just like take the video. And then she'll say, okay. And then she'll go to the table and she'll do some stuff on there. And then she'll, and then she'll do this for like 20 minutes. And then she'll come back with this amazing video. And I'm like, how in the world? <laughs> right. This? You're eight years old. Right. And and she did it like effortlessly, and it's good, you know. It's, it's, there's things in there that she just did naturally that probably a filmmaker would be like, "Wow, you know." Yeah. Like, you know you, oh, I've showed them the filmmakers. They are like, "Wow, <laughs> like you need to get her in a class." <laughs> she did that, you know. Yeah. She, and um, you know, so watching that is very exciting, you know. But again, it can be trying because there's, I mean, there's always a new thing. There's always a show. There's always, <laughs> she's always putting on a show. There's always a, a, a gallery. There's, there's always a story. There's always, so me trying to just be quiet and just, and just drink a, drink a cup of tea. Okay, daddy, this is, this is what we're going to do. You know, it, there's always a plan. So <laughs> I, I wonder where she gets that from. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I mean, I, I, she is me on a thousand right like like i said i i do know how to calm down enough to be able to go teach or to you know i'm learning how to rest like rest and all those good things you know and she doesn't quite have that ability yet because she's not supposed to because she's eight and eight and three quarters um unlimited energy unlimited energy yes but also i think where we struggle the most is like discipline Right. Like because she is so wild and free and I love her wildness and I love her freedom. But that also comes with not being able to um, have boundaries um, and, you know, us figuring out we, we've talked a lot about parenting differently. No shade to mom and dad, but we want to, we wanted to 
do something different with our child in terms of how we discipline and how we talk to her. But that's hard when she wearing you out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, you know, and you, you just, you want to rely on, let's just say old school methods, <laughs> but you don't because you're trying to do something different. But at the same time, you know, and you don't want, I think for me, I don't want to quench that spirit. There's something very special about who she is. And I don't want to, I don't want to quench that. But at the same time, you know, there are boundaries. There are, you have to listen. You have to, in a lot of ways, an eight-year-old obey your parents, you know? And so I think that's one of the things that I know I struggle with is like, what's the line? (laughs) You know, we let her have a little freedom here, but then we want to pull back in another way. So like what, you know, how do we do that? I mean, do you find that to be the discipline is just a big thing, I think, right now in this house, especially during COVID when we're here 24-7 most of the time, you know, and we're, she doesn't have the same outlets and we don't have the same leverage. We don't have the same, you know, things that we can take away from her, right, that we right. normally would take away. We don't necessarily have those things to take away from her. So that we can leverage it as discipline. So now it's, and the things that we would, could take away with her are actually things that she needs to survive and to uh, be resilient in this moment, right? So can't tell her to go out, not go outside because she needs the outside in order to be like, to do. she's an only child. So like she needs outside to be able to, you know, get some of that energy out. Yeah, I think, I, I agree. I, I think that during this time with COVID-19, you know, and we've discussed this, you know, that we've never had experienced anything like this as a child. Mm-mm. To be pulled away from your friends, from your close friends, your church family, all of the things, and not be able to have that interaction. We talked about her love language and, you know, being, you know, Physical touch. Physical touch mm-hmm. and things like that. And for her not to be able to go and run up to somebody and give them a hug or, you know, she's always been that way. And then us trying to discipline and then, so what do we take away? <laughs> right. Oh, you can't go outside. <laughs> well, we really need her to go outside. <laughs> um, you know, so it's it's very difficult right now yeah. um, in that aspect. Um, and she's an artist and she's dancing every five minutes. And <laughs> <laughs> navigating that yeah i just pray and hope that as she gets older that we that she starts to evolve she um, will and you know she starts to take things more serious i mean it's been really rough with getting her to do chores and things like that and that yeah kind of thing. and on top of her just being frustrated because she can't go anywhere right you know so that's hard that's hard yeah. yeah but i think you know I think we're going to be all right. I certainly pray so, right? Like, I think that, you know, one of the things that as an artist and as a writer and, you know, that we have, and I even, you know, our daughter has, is we have a space that we can go to in our minds where we can create, you know? The one thing that has been holding her down is her imagination. And I think, I know that's for me. I have a place I can go to on the page. You know, I have a place that I can 
you know, exert some of my frustrations. I know how to get it out of my body, right? Um, and I'm teaching her, I'm hope, hopefully teaching her the same way. Like this is how, you know, you as a creative person, little person can get this out of your body, you know, whatever you're feeling. So um, hopefully we can, can continue on that track that, you know, we'll be all right, but we'll see. Right. Thank you, Bay. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for inviting me. <laughs> <laughs> so people don't know about my husband is very like even keel he doesn't have a whole lot of words and the words he says are the words that he means but you know he doesn't have a lot of words and i have all the words and somehow we make it work right yeah, yeah we make it work. all right you guys thank you so much for listening take care Heart Talk is written and produced by my mommy, Tracy Michelle Lewis Jiggins, for Heart Space and New Season Books and Media. Go to Heart Talk Podcast.